sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. When you hear the trippy music, you know it's time. Yes, it's that time. Take off that E. And some call me Tim. Timed it out right today with the weird thing. I am excited today. We have a full house. We have a lot of crazy things going on for you today. Uh, Pervert Fervor is here. It's going to be exciting. Also, a uh, really sad uh, thing happened. Um, we're going to be talking about that uh, and having live music played from... 2.45 on, a lot of phone calls coming in, uh, lost a m- memorial, it's a memorial, uh, lost a member of the uh, BPD Boop community, and uh, which is uh, sad, but this it's a perfect show for it because we talk about the afterlife and, and what people believe in or, or don't believe in, all that kind of great stuff, that's what we get to on some Call Me Tim. So we have special guest today, Warhol Kaufman, he did show, that's exciting, local comedian uh, we have machine here he's going to be training today from a new show on wednesday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m called mornings with machine and we have timothy renato pizza in the house as himself and also as pervert fervor so you can see him during the upcoming mutiny radio comedy festival he's going to be not only hosting the crazy cat people show which is all animal material on the it's the six o'clock show on the second day. How can I remember these amazing things? Uh, you can also see him during the uh, live music back show on Friday at seven o'clock. It's going to be hosted by Jesus. You better work, but Pervert Fervor is going to be back in all those comedians there for the festival. So don't miss that. Uh, and he's getting it all set up. So we have a lot of microphones in the house today that will be, uh, first we're going to introduce Machine. Hey, welcome. Some call me Tim. Yay. Hey, yeah, you got, there's that microphone right there. There you go. Hi, Pemtastic. Hi. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. There's a dog in a box, too, around the corner. There's, we have a, such a full house today on Some Call Me Tim. Uh, yeah, and this is the show where 
we talk about God and gods and things you believe in, cats, aliens. Warhol Kaufman, where are you? Are you in the potty? Come on in here. Oh, he's in the potty. Okay, he'll join us in a second. Uh, but before we get to him, we'll ask, Do you, what do you believe in? I believe that uh, everybody is their own god. Ooh, I've, I like this already. I've uh, never followed any religion, although I've been... People have tried to drag me into their cults. Do you consider yourself a moral person? Absolutely. All right, so you don't need religion to be moral. I don't believe I do. I don't know about other people. But uh, for myself, no. Although I have prayed to many deities at times of near death. Uh, which deities? What are your go-to deities? Um, whoever created all of us. Is that what you do? You go, whoever created all of us, save my life right now. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's worked every time so far. It, do you, what do you, so you're not like, sun god, save me now. No, no, just uh, who, whoever or whatever situation I am. I think the water god saved me once on Bells Beach in Australia. Okay, so yeah, the, maybe or the water god lifted you up out of the water. Yeah, after dragging me down three times. Oh my god. I'm going to get you on this orange microphone. Uh, when Sorry. when Pervert Fervor gets rid of some of his uh, beepity boopity things, we'll have a seat for you too. It is, it is, it is post-apocalyptic. Uh, you came all the way from, uh, all the way from Oakland. Thank you so much for doing that. I, well, yeah, but it's our, it's our special, these are special guests. And I, well, thank you, yeah. And that's, oh, I like your, your shirt, it's very lovely. And uh, I have a lot of shirt with boobs on it, it's nice. Uh, and you had a great show last week that you produced at the Octopus Literary Salon that I luckily got to be a part of. So thank you for doing that. And on the, uh, get, get, get a, you can either pick it up or talk in it. Oh yeah, we're live. We're going. We're at two o'clock. The podcast pops. And we uh, yeah. There we go. There we. Hey. So do you believe in God? Well, I, I define God as uh, something more. Something more than human. Something, just something more than whatever. So more than, more than uh, grasped, understood. More than I'm going to claim facts about something else. Something else. More than science, you know that kind of shit. More than science. Sure. Bigger than science. I mean, not necessarily bigger. I just mean something outside. Like I believe in something outside of rational explanation. Hmm. I believe in conspiracies. Yeah! I believe in magic. Your top three conspiracies right now. Your your top three your top favorite conspiracies right now. Well, me and Chappelle and most Def all are skeptical about the first moon landing. Uh, All of uh, the first. So the any moon landings or the first one? Definitely the first one. Okay. Definitely the first one. Do you think it didn't happen, or do you think they just didn't send the right footage? You know, the footage is really shady. The footage is really shady. I think it's like really weird. Do you want me to run through the three first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm trying to turn the sound off on my phone. Um, my my girlfriend knows I have trouble doing that. All right. (laughs) The I mean, hip hop knows that the government is responsible for for HIV. I could get into that a little bit. I saw a little a big thick green book that was really interesting that broke down some information about HIV and its first appearance. Wow. Um, and then this isn't even a conspiracy anymore because again, hip hop knew this for 20, 30 years, but it was just admitted that the war on drugs was a racist 
yeah. policy specifically to repress black people and liberation and to go after hippies. Yeah. So that's three. Yeah, but yeah, now we've, we've, it, it's been proven that that wasn't, yeah. But we knew it already. Like, I'm not that impressed with some anonymous dude or some white dude saying it's like, bitch, KRS said it in 82. Like, shut up. I don't give a fuck. Right, right, right. Well, and that, the, the whole crack epidemic was, uh, yeah, right. it was, it was, yeah, it was started by, by Reagan. Yeah, no, yeah. they admitted it. And that, yeah, the whole 1974 creation of the DEA was all just for draconian drug laws so that you could criminalize hippies and and, uh, and, and Black Panthers. Y'all better know that. Scary, scary, uh, the scariest people Dude, who talk the, about change, the Black Panthers is the whole who talk about change. And that's the thing is why, is, why is change so scary? Because it means that people with money are going to lose some money. And that's the kind of change they don't want. Well, it's because what Balzac said, right? He said, behind every great fortune lies a crime. Oh, Oh, and that's the thing. So that gets me to the whole question of morality. So that's kind of the whole reason of the show is you don't have to be religious to be moral. And yet right now, like the religious right says that morality is so important and they're questioning other people's morality. Are you distinguishing between morality and, and ethics? Okay, exactly. Wow. And I don't usually think of a distinction for me because my ethics, like integrity and ethics and morality for me are all so tightly bound and I try to have really fierce integrity so well for example right like uh, so ethics in my mind like I have a lot of ethical uh, strictures on how I approach shows and performances Uh and it has a lot to do it's not necessarily right or wrong like you you didn't show up and you didn't tell me. It's not like a, a moral wrong. <laughs> right, 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 but right. it makes it very difficult for me to do what I need to do and for our group structure to continue. So I, I find that like it violates my sense of ethics to not show up when I'm booked. Right, right. Well, that's, a, that's just common courtesy. But then like if I'm on stage and someone's getting raped in the audience and I ignore it, or if I'm on stage like John Kerry and it's like, don't tase me, bro, in the audience and I ignore it, that becomes moral at that point. Ah... Yeah, absolutely. That so, makes sense. That's, yeah. that's a good. That, that's a good uh, visualization of. Usually, people use God though to dis- to distinguish the two. Right. It seems like. Well, it's that some other power is telling. It, it's that saying. It's the difference between wondering or understanding. Do men, women, do people, are they inherently good or are they inherently bad? If they're inherently good, then you don't need a God because. If they're inherently bad, then you need God to tell them what to do and do put you think fear into people them. People are inherently anything. I think people are. I think people are good. I think that more often than not, people want to be good and moral what you, people. What are you? What are you basing this? Well, wanting to be, I guess, is different from how you actually act. It's easy to want things, but that doesn't necessarily impact what happens. Like I want to gangbang tonight, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Uh, well, so, so then when it comes down to is that when I'm thinking morality, the only thing I can do is try to be the most moral person I can be. And I try not to subscribe or prescribe my morality onto other people. Because I think, like, the things I believe are so specific to me, how could they apply to anybody else? Like, you don't... Like, you should fuck skater boys. That's one of your beliefs. Well, uh, well, I, I'm in a wonderful, committed relationship with a skateboard, yeah, and it's good, and that's definitely part of what I do. Um, but I would think that my love of, of cats and um, 
Not everybody has to love cats as much as I do, but I have to love cats as much as I do. <laughs> do you, like, I can't live without the feline love. But that's not a choice, right? That's just, that's a natural phenomenon. I, I wonder if that's, if I was born a cat person. Maybe I, you know, I didn't choose this life. I didn't choose this life to love cats. Did you feel lonely as a kid a lot? Well, I always had cats. All right, there you go. <laughs> I think we found it. We got yeah, I read a lot of books and I had a lot of cats. Cats they go, are the they best. They go together, yeah. Yeah, and I have dogs too, but I don't believe in dogs. They aren't part of my whole, like, internal journey. But we're not talking about me, we're talking about you. Yes, get the fuck back on the subject. Yeah, absolutely. So second conspiracy theory. First, moon landing. Let's go to the moon landing. You don't think the first moon landing was true? So first of all, you, you mentioned the footage. I think the footage is really shady because if you watch like the footage that we we're all shown as like the moon landing footage, it's very low quality. But what but I... it was 68! Or no, whatever. They, they had better quality cameras at the time. What I'm, what I'm under the impression when I was taught is that actually they didn't broadcast the footage directly. They actually aimed a camera at a screen that had the footage on it. So they intentionally had this layer of distance. That's one thing. Another piece, just a basic piece, is that when, when Kennedy said that we're going to the moon, that was just, he just pulled that out of his ass. Like, at that point, Russia was way ahead of the United States in terms of all all space-related travel. Right. We hadn't figured out uh, a lot of things that Russia had already figured out. There was this major- They sent the dog up, Troika. Yeah, they had, they, you know, they, Poor they were Troika. able to get into the Aww. atmosphere, but they weren't able to get to the moon because there's this radiation corridor, this, like, area of space that they couldn't figure out how to pass safely through without I think infecting like all of their crew wow so like we America then is tasked because of Kennedy's speech with in 10 years we're gonna go to the moon and everyone's all excited so the entire country wants to do it and it's very easy to believe that NASA uh, would succumb to the pressure I mean if you look at the stuff that NASA spends money on there's a lot of shady shit that goes on sure you heard about the fucking pencil the Russian pencil NASA spending millions of dollars to develop a pen that writes in space. Russia has a pencil. You know what I mean? Ha, 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 NASA, like NASA spending millions of dollars. NASA spending millions of dollars to, de- to, to design a Jeep that can function in lighter gravity. It's just a lighter Jeep with less materials. Why does it cost six times more than a regular Jeep? Right. I, I used one of those pens today, actually. The Papermate, wasn't it? And it, it didn't work after the third letter, third word that I wrote. And that's a true story Houston from an hour ago. Problem. From an hour ago. I love your accent. <laughs> Scottish. Topical. Do you believe in Scottish people? I can't do accents. I suck. Okay, so moon landing, totally fake. So when did we actually go there? I'm not sure. How like, long one did it question take us? I have is people have telescopes, right? Do people can people look through the telescopes and see the, the flag on the moon? I've never seen Ooh. it. I look for it. Every time I look at the moon, I look for the flag. I don't see it. Okay, so but not all space travel is false. So one of my professors when I was in college, I took physics for poets at UCSD, and Sally Ride, uh, astronaut Sally Ride, was our physics professor. Lesbian Sally Ride. Is she? That's so great. I, she probably was. She kept it a secret. She well, she was badass. She was a great. She was a great teacher. I actually had to take her class twice because the first time, I never went. Private lessons with Sally yeah. Ride. Well, the, she. Uh, it was during. Um, 
I was really into Marlena those days and the days of our lives and that was very important so I, it, Monday, Wednesday, Friday I was missing a lot of class because of days of our lives anyways I failed it the yeah, first time I mean time. the wonders of, of physics who cares who cares the magic yeah. of space fuck it yeah. who's blowing who on days of our lives absolutely yeah Marlena was the devil at that point her eyes turned green uh, anyways so Sally Ride was our professor and we got to watch home movies from space we actually got to see her own home movies that she took and she's like these it, that was the final after the final she'd be like and now we watch home movies from space and that she fed up this thing at all and it was so cool so I know that we have been to space because I met her and she knew a lot about physics well there's another story <laughs> there's another story too um, about Neil Armstrong um, that Neil Armstrong I believe or is it Neil or Buzz maybe it's Buzz coming coming back Buzz Aldrin Buzz. Neil Armstrong I'm trying to remember which one it is coming back down uh, being challenged people people wanting to know and they won't they won't talk about it at least one of the people who went on the first moon landing refuses to talk about it ever and then after about 20 years he was approached by a reporter and someone's like how why is it that you'll never talk about this did you is it did you never go to the moon in the first place and he punched him in the face <gasps> he won't talk about it but he assaulted a reporter for suggesting that there was a secret i have a wealth of I have a wealth of conspiracy information about this that may or not be true. They think that, like, they went there, they saw shit that they weren't supposed to, so uh, so they faked the moon landing because they couldn't show the shit that they actually found. Basically, they went there, there's a recording somewhere of saying, hey, there's people here, they're telling us to get out of here. People on the moon? Uh, there were bases there, and they see humans were already there. What? I, yeah, I've never heard that's fuck great. Out of here and don't say anything. Yeah, Nazi moon base. Yeah, it was on. It, it was on the back side of the moon. Well, on the dark side of the moon. But isn't it too cold on the dark side of the moon to be able to inhabit? Not if you got a base. What? So what do you? T when you say these recordings, where? What's the source for that? Um, there's a show called Real Life Sci-Fi, and um, it's kind of two idiots talking about it. And one of them's like really well informed, but he's so kind of like scatterbrained that um, his sources, like he leaves out his sources, but sometimes, but I have been able to find information that he's talked about, so I've heard, I've heard about that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I fully believe that we that we went there, because it's, I mean, they put so much work into it, it was a space race. I mean, I know Russia technically got there first, and we kind of well, stole that from Well, there's been multiple trips, allegedly, to the moon, and then we just stopped going back after a while. Also, no other country has ever actually sent anyone officially to the moon, which I find suspicious. The, the, the China, said, Russia China sent just a girl. I don't know if she actually set foot on the moon, but she died. Well, there was a ton of astronauts that Russia sent. That they just didn't report because they all just fucking blew up. Oh. And Russia doesn't, like, care, you know? Like, Russia's not like us where they're like, yeah, this person went up and died. Let's hope this. They did it all in secret. Oh. Like, we'll announce it one day, maybe. I know who writes. I can't even. I can't even understand history anymore because it seems like all of the facts are so. There are no facts when we can all just make things up about Sweden. So uh, you're last night in Sweden. I got blown for six hours. It was amazing. Yeah, we can all just make things last up about Sweden. Sweden. It's great. Last I was, night I was accused Sweden. of being Swedish by uh, Timothy on the way in. He goes, "Are you the Swedish guy that's coming on?" I was like, "No." I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he's a Scottish. The S's are different. They're pronounced did you, differently. Did you bring any haggis? So, the, yeah. I'm vegan, sorry. so I couldn't be doing that. Look, <gasps> I told everyone I'm vegan, right? You're a vegan. That's awesome. I am. Two years this month. Wow. Wow. So you believe in veganism? I totally do. 
now. I never thought of it before I had to, and then I did, and now I do. Now, so I have a theory that we can save all the vegans by making breast milk cheese, right? Vegans will breastfeed, will they not? Right. Not this one. Well, but if you're a vegan and you're a woman and you breastfeed they your baby. They don't believe it's cruel because people can consent. Because they can have consent, right? You consent to your breast milk. So if you could get, well, I don't think we can turn cum into cheese, but if you could, it I've would be interesting. for weeks. It would be interesting to see if you could make some sort of protein substitute with cum. Uh, but with, with lactation, with breast milk, you can actually make real cheese. It has a really great fat content, uh, high fat content, and you could, and I think we could have free trade breast milk cheese. I mean, I would love to like pay women, you know, $12 for a thing of breast milk, whether they're from America or Bangladesh. But, but you know, the problem or, is that inflation is going to hit immediately and the price is just going to skyrocket. Of breast milk. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's going to start out as just a farm oriented organic blessing and it's become sexualized by the Japanese and then it's just well it would be great I mean well the whole the whole point is that you could save all the vegans because it's cheese that you can actually eat that can actually melt because cheese is good why, why do you have to save the vegans what? because we're just annoyed of listening to them right but because I just I hate this whole cashew cheese phenomenon it's so dumb and I, my friend because I have a joke about the vegan cheese with the breast milk and he actually gave me a coupon for vegan cheese and I got three vegan cheeses delivered Thank you, thank you for that wonderful birthday gift, and um, and it was not. They were rotten, I'll bet. No, well, no, really. One of them was there was one of them that was like a spicy mixture that you put on crackers or whatever, and that wasn't bad. It ta- it tasted sort of cheesy. The mozzarella one, they said it melted. It didn't melt. It didn't. It, it never melts. It for never some melts. Reason. I don't know about uh, that. And so, and then I also got the I got the vegan butter, which. Tasted kind of like butter and That's melted kind of like butter. But you could believe it wasn't butter. I could believe it wasn't butter. Yeah. So it was an interesting vegan experiment. So I tried eleven vegan cheeses in a row. I went to one of our local markets and got eleven vegan cheeses when I first went vegan. I never went back to eating any of those. They were yeah. all awful. I don't know who's making them. I you think, know what though? I think Miyoko. The meat industry. Miyoko was a good Miyoko's one. Miyoko's a good if one. You're That's be yeah. vegan. What, what's with the invitation? If you're gonna be vegetarian, why are you pretending to eat meat? I don't get that shit. Like, I fuck women. I don't pretend there's a dick involved. <laughs> I got you. No, exactly. Like, fake sausage or turfurkey. Exactly. Or, fake sausage. That's right, I'm right. Or fake bacon. Well, sausage is just a name. It's not an animal. You can't. Meat is just a name for a part of an animal. And cheese is just a name for something that comes from an animal. If you say this is a... Veganism is just a name for misery. What is <laughs> Do I look miserable? Do, do you... Here, wait. wait I, I, I also am like, vegans... My girlfriend's not miserable. Is she, is, she, is she... So, have you like... I bet you poo better. So often. So often. Yeah. So great. Yeah. There you go. Uh, okay, so we know that Warhol does not believe in vegans. Uh, we know <laughs> you know they I, exist. I eat, I eat vegan. You eat vegans for breakfast. They're tasty. Long pig. We call it long pig. Uh, and we, that there was the moon landing was a farce. Uh, what was the, we know that the third thing was already true about the mass incarceration due to the drug war that was created by the, the, the government. Was HIV. HIV. Yeah. So HIV was like a CIA conspiracy, like the Tuskegee Actually, pigs, the, the Tuskegee Institute. There's a double conspiracy about HIV, in my opinion, because first of all. Right now, they have a cure <gasps> for AIDS, and motherfuckers don't know. They act like it's not true, but they actually have cured AIDS. 
Wow. I've been talking about this for years, and every time I say it, it's like it's, it's like it's the first time. It's amazing. I, I gotta write an essay about it. Well, um, Magic Johnson's alive. No, no, no. They they have treatments, but they also have a vaccination Whoa. that can prevent you from ever being infected, and they have a cure that has worked before, more than one. There's a pharmaceutical cure that it's not like 100%, so they haven't acknowledged in a trial, but they've taken someone who is infected with the deadly HIV AIDS virus and treated them, and then it's gone. That has wow. happened more than once. Wow. There, there are also herbal cures that there was even an African doctor that was taken to court, and medical science in America took him to court because he claimed he could cure all of these different diseases and he had to actually prove in court that he could cure each of them including HIV but so that's one thing but that's not what I was initially talking about what I was initially talking about is um, I read about this in this book this is again something that has been in hip-hop for a long time but in this this green research research book it was like about government medical facilities um, Something like in Africa, the first known location of infection with HIV uh, AIDS was located within, I believe, about 40 miles of a CIA <gasps> biological warfare <gasps> facility. And it's like, just coincidentally, the first ever place in Africa is like so closely uh, related to a physical location where they were doing germ warfare testing. So wow. So do you think that... HIV AIDS was a, a government created germ warfare technique to try to infect to control the people of color populations in developing nations which they've been doing since the 1800s with manifest destiny to control I mean they use it now for like moral you know moral warfare of like oh you're a bad person because you're doing this with your body so this is I mean even if you listen to early Reagan um, press conferences and stuff his press secretary is actively laughing at like laughing at the faggots because like oh they're dying like who really cares like whoa oh, this thing. like oh what oh we're losing some gay people <laughs> not a huge problem he's actively saying wow this cameras rolling and shit so wow I know why why do we hate gay people so much I mean we I used to be as so a, much fun well but the thing is it's the same thing with the abortion thing if you don't want to have an abortion don't get one if you don't want to have butt sex don't have butt sex it's like about, what's the problem you don't about, want to lick the twat don't lick the twat the fun. it really is about the fun because this is the issue it's one thing if no one's having any fun then that's okay we're Puritanical. all miserable Nobody but if I'm here miserable because I have some fucked up psychological rules about how I'm not supposed to be happy then I look out the window and you guys are just like dancing in the fucking water fountains and blowing each other on the balconies or whatever like I want to blow each other on the balconies but I can't look at Rush Limbaugh you know what I mean look at, <laughs> look at uh, O'Reilly like all these all these conservative guys they're doing dark dirty deeds look at the fucking senator who had a boat he, he, he was an anti-drug senator from a conservative state and he was caught transporting 90 pounds of cocaine wow 90 pounds on his boat i think but he does protest too much yeah he in government. just like passed a bill against against cocaine and you know he's going after the crack even harder because it's a whole racist double standard so right 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 anyway i'm losing wow losing my thread. yeah no no you've got the thread we're holding on it's like crazy it's i i I'm a conspiracy. I believe in the things that you do. I think that the government is after us. You can't put anything us. past the government. The government, let me go back to the blankets. Go back to go the to blankets. The blankets. Jesus Christ. Yeah, go back to the blankets. So we're saying Small that big pharma blankets. and the meat industry are basically running the planet. 
Sure, and the war and the and the war pigs, the um, you know, the industrial, the military industrial complex, uh, and Cheney. That's Cheney. a lot of the Halliburton. And even Cheney's freaked out by the shit that's going on now. How scary is that? That's, even that's Cheney's amazing. looking at Trump like, dude, there's limits. You can shoot people in the face, but you can't do everything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's uh, the and the whole global marketplace of slavery just for American goods it always makes me really sad. Well, here's that's the other thing because the human trafficking. No one like I saw a sign that said like, oh, men can stop human trafficking. It's like, bitch, I didn't traffic anyone today. How the fuck am I supposed to stop human traffic? <laughs> like, these women don't go outside. I don't even... You can't see them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I read a, in a, a weekly, I saw a post about an escort. It said she was 24-7 in call. Her face was blurred. I was like, that's human trafficking. I, right. I, I turned sure. her in. But, like, other than that, you know what I mean? Like, human trafficking is, like, the number one largest growing industry in the world. It's the biggest one. It's it's that's crazy because you can use well it's just it's a new form of slavery you can it's not even new really it's not yeah it's not new well when I'm talking about though like worldwide stuff is like you know the garment industry in the people that are have a real skill and are working in other countries even like old navy clothes that are made in Mexico why not why do we say that the skill that they have using a sewing machine is a real skill it's a real labor it's a real thing and yet we devalue it somehow in these other countries we devalue those people and we devalue their actual skill and their labor because we know that here if we did it we'd be like well my labor is worth at least this much and they're like well we can't make enough profit unless we you know subjugate a bunch of people so we can make more money on this product and Maybe if our things were made here and they cost a little more, people would buy a little less. Wouldn't that be great? So we wouldn't so, be such greedy little fucks. I want to speak to what I see as the root of that because to me, where you get the issue is when you enact corporate personhood. Oh, yeah. It goes from an individual who has to reckon with the actions that they're doing and the, the fallout from the actions to corporate personhood means I'm not responsible for what this organization does. It's like it's like how the Nazi third world right, right, right. It's like... I just have orders and it's not about me. And so as soon as the corporation takes the responsibility and the CEO who's making all the money doesn't have to take responsibility, then you can easily trade people for, for dollars, no question. Yeah, yeah so uh, back in the 20s here in the States, I believe that um, if you bought an item like an iron or a toaster and it you used it for too long, they started to tax you on that toaster or iron if you didn't trade it in to buy the new one. Wow. Back in the, the 20s here in the States. Because they wanted us to buy more commodities, more goods. They just wanted to buy you more and more and more. So I think it was two-year maximum on some <gasps> electrical items and uh, five on others, like cars even. And they ta- that's crazy. Well, now they just make everything break so quickly. Like That started in, like I feel like, in the 70s. It was like plastics. Yeah. Right? Let's make it to break it. Make it break. And then, but now even things don't have to break. Like I use things till they break. I have a dumb phone and I'm going to use it until it dies. Until it no longer works. What happened to your last boyfriend? (laughs) We're still friends, actually. He's a good guy. He's on tour right now with Death Angel. He's their drum tech. He's been on tour for a long time. Yeah, it's drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. He's really funny. He's really great. Um... But yeah, no, you use it till it breaks. That's how I believe. I, I understand your metaphor. Uh, Death Angel have CDs on at the Dover Club and Benders, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah, they're a badass a band. A local knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, really, they're a really great um, like thrash metal band. On the jukebox, sorry. If I yeah, yeah. Well, they've played live there, too. They're really great. And um, they're on this big 21-day tour, and my friend got to be their drum tech because he's such a good drummer. Yay! Uh, so now, back to Warhol Kaufman. So you... 
believe you believe in comedy and you believe in I artistry. Believe, I believe that stand-up comedy is the front lines of the First Amendment, and the First Amendment is the linchpin of our foundational rights as a nation. Absolutely. Awesome. Is, could I get any more grandiose than that about no. about shitting and rimming on stage? Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I think that a lot of women wrote, read a lot of books and did a lot of smart things for feminism so that I could talk about what my butthole looks like on stage, you know? Yes. Like talk about my hemorrhoids. I feel like I they've it. done all of this work you know so you that do? I can you do that. take it to the next level and do the bit where you describe your hemorrhoids but have a sketch artist behind you. Drawing out, yeah, it looks Drawing. like a hand grenade. Yeah. Thrown into a deli. Dude, it's really meaty. Show, I got a story too. That would yeah. be amazing. They draw the whole thing. It's a hand grenade in a deli. It's and my I butt. have a story yeah. about using too much lotion to jerk off before going to visit a college and my dick becoming a gerbil. <laughs> So we can fit that right in. Fit it right Get in. The gerbil in. The gerbil in. All right. Dude, it's so good. Uh, no, I, I, I believe too. I think that um, comedy is poetry that people actually listen to. And I think that poetry is really political. So therefore, comedy is really political. You know, I heard a different uh, but related metaphor. I'm trying to remember what I was listening to. But someone's describing psychics. Oh, it's Penn Gillette. Was talking about psychics and he's like i don't like psychics because the thing is about a psychic is what they're doing is they're just doing the same thing that a poet does they're doing the same thing bob dylan does they're speaking these relatable universal truths in a way that you feel implicated but the difference is the poet lets you know what he's doing the psychic lies to you about it. oh yeah but the poet lies to you when he's trying to fuck you so it's like whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah well have you noticed that even your thoughts appear on facebook even though you have not vocalized anything to anybody the day before and suddenly it's there in the morning have you noticed that on your own that's, that's facebook being psychic on your own page or on my own page yeah it well, tells you how you're up. feeling i have a more conspiratorial version of that which is like walking around and talking about stuff like walking and talking about a song and then my phone is a little glitchy i'll pull it out and the phone the phone has just started playing the song on its own whoa yeah whoa. so that I, I call that more of like a collaboration of the nsa and apple or some shit but wow well, and I feel like they are taking everything that we put on Facebook and they use it against us with all those ads on the side, but they always get it wrong. Maybe I've been talking in my sleep too much. So that might be it. That could be it. <laughs> yeah. That might be it. Maybe the Google's picking it up like, okay, Google or something. Here's your, like, cause you accidentally like, okay, Google. And then it like records your voice and then it talks to the internet. I don't know. AI. Fuck robots. Yes or I no? I want fuck robots. Yes. You want so fuck robots. Yes. But but here's but here's the the, <laughs> the really troubling part about this is that I'm honestly like fuck robots like they freak me out but I want to have sex with one. Right. But I don't want I don't want them to do anything more important. I feel like we should evolve oh. to the point where they can give me mind blowing orgasms all day and then just stop right there. But I guess that would still be the end of humankind anyway. I mean, women, wow. already have, women already have fuck robots that can give you orgasms all day, I guess. Absolutely. I think if you give your vegan girlfriend a multiple orgasm, she'll give you them back as well. Uh, the fuck are you, robot? Are you suggesting oh, that, oh, that I, I meet your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you should get your own one. Because uh, I want to see she... your meat girlfriend. <laughs> 
can't eat her properly. Okay, so the only thing I can think about with a meat girlfriend, I used to watch this show on the BBC called You Are What You Eat. And what they would do is they would take fat people and they'd shame them into getting skinny. And then the way they'd do it is they'd start by having, they called it the beastly feast. And they put out all the food that they ate for a week and they put it on a table so they had to see it in front of them and it was insane. And then they'd take them so, out. Like, they took notes of what they ate and then all re- week. they'd recreate it. And they recreate it on a table so they had to look at it, all their food, right? And then they take them outside for something scary. So one time, this one girl, she was a big girl and she was like 14 or something, but she ate like two burgers a day. And so they said, this is how much fat you're eating or you've eaten and they made a body out of meat fat and it's laying in a coffin. They were they take the body, they put it in a coffin, it's made of meat fat and they're like this is 140 pounds of what this is the fat that you ate in this like past two years or something and like that. And then she had to get in the coffin and have sex with the meat corpse. You know what? That would be more like a Swedish show instead of a BBC <laughs> show. But yes. Uh, so they, they shame Wait, can her. Can we call it Swedish meat ballin'? Yeah, Swedish meat ballin'. Right. So that's the only thing I can think of as a meat person. A, they made a person out of meat fat and they made they also made one out of bacon once they made a person out of bacon and they're like this is how much bacon you ate this year and they like made a person out of bacon and they're like that's disgusting i'm like actually it looks delicious but <laughs> what is life well and it is what is it? and then we are what we eat i think i think that i think that life we take it too seriously really it should be not cold i like that food okay yeah. sex these are the main things Roof overhead helps you not be cold. Clothing helps like, you not be cold. I like cold. showers. Showers. Well, part's part of set. Like, so hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put. We'll put. Okay. Showers. Let's make, that's part of food, man. Come on. Uh, that's part of sex, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that. Well, let's say this. Okay. It's part of warmth because you have to have a roof over your head, kind of, to be comfortable and warm. You have to have the right clothes. I'm gonna go ahead and put that under health. Health. So you think there's four. I think health. But sex is part of health for me. But all of it's part of health because eating is part of health and sleeping correctly is part of health. So really it's all about just health maintenance. Well, sex is socialization, so I guess it's health and socialization is what we're talking about. Yeah. I think we can narrow it down to just health. Health. Right. Socialization requires health and happiness. Health and health and happiness. And I think that if we could all sort of focus on that, things would get a lot less crazy. I walked into a mall the other day and it accidentally, it like blew my mind. It was raining and I was like, I'm going to walk this way around Fifth Street. So I, I walked through it instead of being wet. And I was like, oh, let's see what's going on here. I've never seen so many watches in my life. I didn't know there are that many watches on the planet. And it was just one part of the stupid mall. And I was like, I mean, I was looking around like, what is going on here? Like all the things for sale. I always feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> well, I was watching that. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe. I was just like, this is insane. Just the things that we make that we find important, the status symbols that we have to have in order to feel happy. Like the weird things that we build for ourselves. See, I get around this by not having any friends. <laughs> I just don't have status symbols. I just can't. I just don't see the point in it. Louis Vuitton backpacks. You spent $714 on an ugly brown backpack. Seriously, it's even too tiny to put something in. But like, for some reason, that's a status symbol for a woman walking around in a certain part of San Francisco because she's not a real person unless she is this person that she thinks she is. And she's not that person unless she has the shoes and the outfit and the makeup and has to be presented because she's 42 and no one's ever going to love her. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, what's the... How does it all peel off? I think thrift store shopping in San Francisco is the way to go. Oh, Definitely. absolutely. It's like, I would not go to a mall and buy anything. I think the last I 
don't remember ever buying anything from a mall actually. I go to Retrofit or Buffalo Exchange or Crossroads, just all local stuff that people don't want anymore. That it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, new to me. Let me try. Let me try an inversion because mm. I think fashion is fascinating, and actually, I I tend to put a lot of thought into how I present myself while also. I would say like 90% of the people who look at me would definitely not think that that's the case. It's like you just obviously just threw some shit on, but I actually think about it a lot. I think fashion is kind of magical because it it's an art. This isn't me, but it's an art form that every single person engages with. Mm. So on a certain level, like fashion is is the most essential art form for humans. Because it's we do judge a book by its cover, and because the way that you present yourself is the way that people understand who you are. It's how and we so introduce putting yourself to the world, right. and it's how, on some level, like we we're choosing how to express who we are intrinsically, but also like, what do I need for today? Like, right. and it's like both. It's kind of an interesting thing. I, uh, it's like Halloween in uh, some ways. Uh, my theory about Halloween has always been that. Um, it's my favorite holiday of the year because it tricks people who are afraid to be creative into being creative and nobody can go everywhere naked unless you live in some weird naked place. Um, <laughs> but everybody's got to have their own fashion and they're being creative whether they realize it or not. And there's a reward because as a kid the reward is sugar and yeah. then as an adult it's sex. Right. Yeah. So, uh, one year I dressed up as um, Sexy Easy Rider with... <laughs> Sexy Sally Ryder. No, it was Sexy Easy Ryder, and I was the Jack Nicholson character. It's a very silly picture. Oh, man. Yeah. My friends were all wearing mustaches and Did you give any any mustache rides? No, no. I I actually, I didn't even have to wear a fake mustache, because I was just the Jack Nicholson character. He had a weird little beard, so I kind of drew it on. So, beard rides. Uh, You believe in magic? I, well, I think that you might have to define your terms. I, uh, I go back to a Tom Robbins quote a lot which is weird for me because he's kind of racist, but he has this quote about magic, like uh, magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, uh-huh. which is magic. Uh, and so like magic, like old magic, uh, as being, for example, money, being a form of magic, because it's this literal, literal object that has been constructed and manipulated to control people in ways that are difficult to like, to reckon with well it's a glam it doesn't exist it doesn't actually represent anything but it manipulates the entire world it it exists as its own you see it it's a piece of paper it's a it's an object it's there it's a suggestion but it's a yeah but it's a suggestion that we all believe in it's a glam it's like i printed this and we all believe it and everyone believes it but there's nothing backing it we all just sort of agree that this is a thing that we pass around so that's like old that old magic and sex is like that sure sex is a form of magic in that way but but then there's there's like what people think of as magic now hello dog um, which is more like misdirection. It's like smoke and mirrors and street magic. And that can be, you know, I mean the, or even just like salesmanship of just walking up to someone, making eye contact and really projecting your energy at them. As an actor, I was taught that from a somewhat different perspective too. It's like the difference between there's like a line. You say the line, but what you put into it is this in transient kind of energy and being able to control and manipulate that, you know. Yeah. So you believe in magic with a K, not magic with a C. You don't believe in David Blaine. You think he's a pile of shit. Well, no. Well, that's a, that's a lot to put in my mouth. <laughs> Sorry, here. that's I, I did. That's how what I think about him. <laughs> um, I believe I believe in sorcery. So, okay. for example, like I have I have P 
pieces that I've written that uh, I've experienced them functioning as spells, where it's like, you say these words in this order from beginning to end with a certain amount of energy, and it has an impact. You know, it just has an impact Absolutely. on the room. So to me, that's, that's like an, an example of magic. Or with quantum mechanics, like the concept that, um, the way that Hawking describes it in A Brief History is uh, at the beginning of the universe, there were pockets it was like chaotic, magical, chaotic universe, but there were pockets of order that opened up. Pockets within which there were the ordered rules of what we understand as science. And as these pockets opened up, because it's a viral universe, more and more pockets of order opened up. And now we're living in an ordered world. It's generally order around wherever we look, but there's these pockets of chaos that still happen that you can't really totally explain. Why did that happen? So like, they didn't used to know what all the animals were called and what species and gene and all that stuff, like all that biology stuff. So all that opened up. I see what you're saying. Well, even pocket. even before humans existed, he's suggesting like not 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 a perceptive uh, a perceptive magic, like it seemed magical, but but that actually like from the Big Bang, the the opening explosion of the Big Bang was an explosion of. Which is why the Order universe is... Threw, it threw out chaos. It's like an explosion of, of organization in what was formless. Yeah, yeah. So it's, that's like the reason why the universe is constantly expanding, because it's constantly opening like new until, pockets. Until it stops. And then, it's like you can't put the chairs back in the penis. <laughs> you can't. But it's fun to try. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to try. <laughs> Okay, we have a couple of minutes left before we're going to get to this memorial that we're doing. We welcome to stick around. There, people are sending him uh, um, a woman in the community. You can talk in the microphone and tell him what happened. Oh, uh, so, um, I've been a uh, huge fan of uh, Dan Harmon. He's got his own show called Harmon Town. And um, I got into it when I was in a really weird place. I didn't have a lot of friends. And I was coming off all these uh, SSRIs. And I felt totally numb. And uh, I, um, you know, this place made me feel like a person again. Like, because there was all these weirdos kind of grouping together. And they were just hilarious. And it's what made me want to do comedy. And, um,. You know, uh, I went down to L.A. They invited me to the drawing room. I got to hang out with Dan Harmon and Jeff Davis. And then um, a couple months later, I get this email from this lady on Reddit. And uh, she was like 42 then. And she just lost her baby. And she was trying to start over. And she felt the same thing that I did with Harmontown. And she made more connections than I did. I set her up with Jeff and Dan. And they hung out. And then... Um, she got involved in this Facebook group where um, everybody kind of supports each other. A lot of people, you know, have trouble making it through the day or maybe maybe they don't have a lot of friends or maybe they just like online friends. I'm not really sure what everybody's deal is, but I've grown to love everybody in there. And anytime I've got some weird problem that I can't talk to people about what I know, I'll just shoot it into them. And they might not help me with it, but they'll throw me support. So it's been like this weird, faceless... Um, uh, it's, been this, it's, it's been this place where I've always felt safe online. So um, anyhow, uh, uh, Shauna Rhodes, um, she, had a, she had a lot of problems uh, physically. She had um, 
some kind of disease concerning her leg. Uh, she was always in a leg brace, and um, uh, she had to get her leg amputated. And before a couple months before that happened, I had to go to a wedding in Detroit, and I had cashed out everything I had to go to this wedding for you know for travel, for staying at hotels, and doing whatever. And on the last day of the wedding, um, this lady I don't know picks me up in this town in Detroit that literally the stoplights don't work. Everything's boarded up. I'm borderline terrified, but I'm hungover, so I don't care. I'm sitting in this empty parking lot by myself. This weird Uber driver picks us up, and this lady's in there with crutches, and, you know, she's 43, and I don't know her, and she's with her friend Jamie, and she takes me out to this diner, and she buys me lunch, and she gets me hammered, and we have the coolest fucking four hours ever. Um, nothing weird, just hanging out and talking. <laughs> Um, that makes it sound like something weird. Happened. Yeah, no, I know, I know. That's just how I talk, so <laughs> forgive me. But um, so we continued to chat um, through the group and outside of the group. And, um, you know, last night I was scrolling through Facebook and I see all these people posting on her page, like, oh, we'll miss you so much, and blah, 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 blah. And I found out that she had a heart attack last night. And um, her funeral, I guess, is today in Michigan, and the group's freaking out. We don't, we don't really know what to do because we can't go to Michigan, and it all happened so fast, and she was such a big deal to all of us that I was like, well, you know, I, I play this show every Tuesday or Wednesday, and um, I could play music, and then, um, you know, I've offered for people to send emails, audio messages, or call into the line. Um, and I'm sh and to read from the chat group. Uh, so I'm going to play music and, you know, I, I was trying to make something pretty, but I don't feel pretty. Uh, I feel like one of my friends died. So the music might sound mean and evil, but it's just because I'm mad. Um, but, uh, but it works perfectly into this show because before we get to it, do any of you believe in an afterlife? Do you, I mean... Are you, is it, that's the thing. Is it, I, I mean, see, this is sad for me because I'm a strong believer in the fact that once you're gone, you're gone. I look right. forward to that. I, I'm not one of those people that can't let go of never existing. I, I, I don't want to exist anymore after this. I hear you. Yeah, I want to just be off. I feel that this yeah. is already my afterlife. I've already been places before this. Maybe, yeah, because I kind of get that too sometimes. So I'm like, fuck, maybe I want it to be over, you know? Well, like you, you know, I don't know if this helps or not, but my understanding is... Uh, it's the release of ego. And the ego is the pain. The ego is what's trapping you here. Yeah. Like, when you release the ego, you just become one with everything. Yeah, I know. And, and it's hard for me to say this right now because uh, Shauna went to church, you know, and she believed in God. And, um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people out there do. And I respect that. And I have no, no problem with that. But it, it's hard for me to pray or hope. Um... All I can do is give my support to those people yeah. and do whatever and I do whatever I can to make them, you know, to help them through whatever. But I can't, you know, lie and pretend to pray and I can't, you know, pretend to hope. But I can say that, uh, you know, despite, um, you know, Shauna's uh, health problems and I mean, she had a kid that had Batten's disease that she raised till uh, she was 20, Ashlyn, and she loved that kid more than anything in the world. And then the kid passed away and then 
she looked at that as a positive thing where she could get she was going to get her leg amputated she was going to move to LA she was going to write a book about Batten's disease and start a whole um, uh, trying to throw parties to raise money for Batten's disease and uh, she had nothing but good coming out of her man and no, she didn't deserve this and it, she's gone now um, let me say I have a friend who died uh, recently a couple months ago um, I don't know if this is, you know, meaningful or not. Go on. But I, I thought it was a little bit hopeful. I found this a little bit hopeful the other day. I was watching YouTube. I was watching just, I try to look for, especially now, the most recent comedy sets I can find on YouTube, anything after Trump actually took office, specifically <laughs> 2017 comedy, just I want to hear what everyone's saying. I want to hear. And uh, I heard this one person I don't know what his name is. It just was randomly scrolling through. And he got up, and it was like I had found a comedy set from an alternate timeline. <laughs> he was talking about how he wished Trump had won because it would be more interesting and, like, Hillary is fine, but it's just not as good. <laughs> and he was, like, lamenting that Trump lost. And I was like, where is that universe? I want to get there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the sliding that there's multiple universes and she's in a universe now. I, I honestly believe Tim, if this helps at all, that if anybody ever is no longer with us, that they are still with us when you think about them, because your thoughts are real and they are tangible existing. And time is imaginary. Yeah, that's what we were saying in the group today that like no matter what, we'll keep her alive. Yeah. You know, exactly. and um she said she'd been writing a book and that she had a couple chapters. So when everything settles down, uh, I was going to wait for an appropriate time and find an appropriate way to ask to see if anybody has those chapters to see if maybe the group could elaborate on it and maybe get it published somewhere small or whatever or at least submit it to some Batten's disease place sure. um, I, I, I don't even really know what Batten's disease is but I know it was a really hard thing for Shauna um, and then the little time that I knew her and how strange it was to meet her not because she's strange but it's just strange to meet a stranger in a strange place um, and how at home her and her friend Jamie Lynn made me feel when they took me out and you know bought me beers and food when I was broke and then talked to me on the phone and listen to my bullshit all the time and we you know get wasted and text each other it was fun man you know she was always a happy person and uh she didn't deserve this and um so this weird terrible song i'm about to play uh will be for uh for me um because it's how i feel um i don't i don't know what song you play to send somebody off to an afterlife that I don't necessarily believe in. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make a joke there. No, being I know, serious. I know, but yeah. I, I laugh at And I, I was thinking about doing like pretty cloud sounds and whatever, but you know what? Fuck it, I'm pissed. She didn't deserve this. So this music's going to be pissed. And so, and then in between, you're just going to let us know when you want us to read stuff or whatever um, happens. Yeah, I mean, some in. of, I, I, there's, I got a nice long note from her best friend, Jamie. I want you to read that because I think it would sound prettier from a woman's voice. Um, cool. And then uh, somebody sent me an audio message, so I got to figure out how to rig we'll, my phone in. Oh right, right. Well, you have to go through. You won't be able to play at the same time, or I can get you a cord to go in through three. We'll figure it out. Okay, cool. Or um, you can just hold it up to a mic, maybe. Oh. Or, yeah, I don't know if that works. Um, that could work. But yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, should I just get started? And then um, in about. Uh, actually, yeah. Let's take a smoke break and then. Um, is yours just kind of going? Can we, can, 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 is it? Yeah, it's. Uh, no, it is. 
Um, okay, so I'm gonna smoke for a minute and a half and I'll come back and we'll start reading this stuff from Shauna.
Hello? Okay, cool. Great. We're back. Uh, thanks for waiting, you guys. Um, so, that's kind of weird. Um, I didn't really know what else to do, but I do this at this time every day, and we're all online. We don't know any of, any of each other, so... Um, I'm going to start out by reading some of the stuff that I thought was uh, really great from the chats. And uh, it's funny because I remember when this group first started, we all made weird names for ourselves. Um, let's see, where do I start? Yeah, this is by uh, Carnival Wilson. Uh, someone I talk to all the time. I have no idea their name. So painful is that she really seemed to be making progress in her life. Uh, despite all the massive roadblocks thrown up in front of her. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, she had the, the leg problems and her daughter had passed, Ashlyn. Um, and she was really a fighter for patents. It was all she talked about. Um, Hang on. Uh, while I was out, uh, Jeffrey Brian Davis sent me a text. Uh, he says he's really sorry to hear about Shauna's passing. Um, he says he can't call in because he's really busy. He says, uh, please pass along my hello. Condolences to all of you. Um, that was really nice. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, she really loved you, man. She flew all over the place to go see you play. Um, yeah. Uh, wow, this is weirder than I thought it was going to be. Okay, so, um, is Pam back? Uh, okay, cool. So we'll, we'll, we'll save that one for later. I don't, I don't want to read. Uh, Ashlyn's best friend, Jamie Lynn, wrote a, wrote a thing, and I, I don't want to read it because it's a male voice, and everybody's really upset, so I think it would sound better coming from Pam. Um, we also got an audio message, but we're trying to figure that out. Um, you know what, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm a little weirded out. I'm gonna play it for like 10 minutes. Um, and then, uh, think about this. So just, uh, chill back or skip through if you're listening later. Alright, um, I love you guys.
you're interested in making a phone call to talk about Shauna uh, during some Call Me Tim here, please give us a call at 415-550-0511. We're accepting calls uh, for you guys to relay your memories and uh, over the beautiful tones of pervert fervor. And now back to pervert is from Jamie Lynn. Shauna, you will always be an example to me about what a mother's love is. I washed you as Ashlyn, your beautiful baby girl, progressively deteriorated and reverted back to an infantile state. You never treated her as though she was a burden. You loved her in spite of the love and sacrifice it took to take care of her. I watched you as you missed your mother after she passed away and as you gracefully let Ashlyn pass on into a heavenly realm. You are always, you, you are and always will be a beautiful friend and I will cherish our friendship always. You are the sweetest and most beautiful person inside and out. The only comfort I have is resting in the fact that you are holding Ashlyn in your arms again. Rest in peace, Shauna, until we meet again.
just got uh, another text message from fucking Jeff. Uh, Dan Harmon says to say the same. I mean, I'm sure he's busy as fuck working on Rick and Morty and whatever the fuck else he's doing, but the fact that he sent me a four-word text message was amazing, and Shauna would be screaming right now. So uh, thank you, Dan. Uh, that's, that's really appreciated.
and I would take her to Disneyland. Shauna online, but she was one of the nicest people that I've ever met. She had been through a lot in her life, having lost her mom and her daughter within less than a year, I believe, and then she had to have her foot amputated, but she didn't let any of it get her down, which is part of why it hurts so much that she's gone now. I really thought she was going to make it. I thought she'd come to California and I would take her to Disneyland and that she'd have a great life out here. Shauna, we all really miss you, and I'm so sorry. Who's Joanna Kurtz?
have the obituary. Shauna was born on December 21st, 1973 in Dearborn, Michigan, and went home to the Lord on February 18th, 2017 at the age of 43. She was of Taylor, beloved mom of the late Ashlyn, cherished daughter of Jimmy and the late Millie Flannery, also survived by many loving family, church family and friends. Shauna was an active supporter of the Batten Foundation. Visitation is on Wednesday, February 22nd, 2017 from 3 to 8 at the Living Word Church of God, 26431 Van Bourne Road in Taylor, Michigan. The funeral service will be held on Thursday, February 23rd, 2017 at the Heritage Park Church of God, 12550 Party Road, Taylor, Michigan. And she will lie in the state at the church at 10 a.m. with the service beginning at 11 a.m. Entombment will be at Michigan Memorial Park Cemetery. In lieu of flowers, the family prefers memorial contributions to be made to the family and payable to Jimmy Flannery. Goodbye to a beautiful angel. We will meet again, Shauna Flannery Rhodes. Oh, what a time we will have. I'm going to miss you and your beautiful smile. Another angel has went to heaven. I love you and I will miss you, Shauna Flannery Rhodes. I was so sad to hear this morning the passing of my friend Shauna. We first met at our first Batten conference in Chicago shortly after her daughter passed away. We also had the pleasure to spend time with her when she came to Denver. Say a prayer for her father. He was buried, he, buried, he has buried his wife, his granddaughter, and now he has lost his daughter. She was a wonderful person and went out of her way to make you feel special.
can't believe the hurt I feel right now. You was my sissy. You will always be my sissy. All I can all I can say to help me cope with this is that you're holding your baby girl. No more hurting. You're in heaven with her mama too. I'll miss you so bad, Sean of Flannery Roads. I love you, sissy. Dear intercity classmates, it is with shock and a heavy heart that I am letting you know one of our own has passed away. I found out just now Shauna Flannery Rhodes passed away last night unexpectedly. We talked earlier in the week and she was in good spirits. If anyone hears of funeral arrangements, please pass on the information. found out that one of my best friends from high school passed away last night. She's with her daughter and mama with Jesus now. Rest in peace, Shauna Flannery Rhodes. so shocked to hear of the passing of Shauna. My heart breaks for brother Jim, who has lost so much in three years. Wife, granddaughter, and now daughter. Viewing and funeral information for Shauna Flannery Roads. Visitation is on Wednesday, February the 22nd, 2000, 2017, from 3 to 8 p.m. at the Living Word Church of God, 26431 Van Born Road, Taylor, Michigan. The funeral service will be, be on Thursday, February the 23rd, 2017, at the Heritage Park Church of God, 12550. Hardy Road, Taylor, Michigan, viewing at 10am with the service being at 11am. So sad to share this. Happy she's with her daughter and mother. She won her race.
With great sadness, I am beside myself that we have lost a beautiful woman of God. Shauna Flannery Rhodes passed away last night. She is now rejoicing with Ashlyn and her mum. But her dad is in need of our prayers. He has buried his granddaughter, wife and daughter in just a few short years. The family is asking in lieu of flowers. There with no insurance. If you can help, please see the pasture or Lady Reynolds. Thank you in advance for your support for this family. Flannery Rhodes, rest in peace. Dear, kiss your baby. Kiss your baby girl for me. get through a live call coherently, so here it is. First spoke to Shauna on the phone on her way to visit Harmontown in May. She was in danger of missing her flight, and it seemed like everything that could go wrong was. But her voice on the phone was bright and loving, and just eager to get to a place she could call home. I really, really want to believe she found it. When she made it to Los Angeles, and we all got to be able to talk, share, exist. I finally got to know Shauna as Shauna, and not just as a wonderful woman whose Facebook posts I followed. And she told me, in the dark light of the drawing room, about how close she was to finally being able to write about her daughter Ashlyn, and the loss of those closest to her. She'd been trying to find ways to share without getting lost in her grief, and she told me that, she told me that felt like that writing felt like it, 
felt like the way, the route to telling that truth. I begged her to try, and she did. She actually did. And she was saying how good it finally, it felt finally, to write. She was vibrant, thoughtful, loving, and one of the gentlest people I have ever met. The last time we separated, we promised we would see each other soon. She squeezed my hand, smiled, and thanked me for telling her to write. And if I had to pick a way, any way to say goodbye, to me, Shauna had nailed it. So Shauna, I will see you soon. I have stuff to do before, but I promise, with the same energy of a squeezed hand and a smile, that Harmon Town won't ever let you go alone.